Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, February 12th. Super producer Daniel Westhoff and I on the road once again. We are making our way down to the beautiful Nicholasville, Kentucky for this year's 2020 Kentucky Open, an inaugural WTA 100K event that our Cracked Rackets team is so happy to be providing coverage for throughout the week on site. We will have various interviews with the players. We've already interviewed former Duke number one singles player, now top 500 WTA singles uh, ranked Maria Mateus. So be on the lookout for that. We got the chance to talk to the Transylvania University head coach. Uh, we got to talk to a bunch of fun personalities. So you'll be able to see all of that content throughout the week on our various Cracked Rackets channel, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You know the deal by now. Before we get into the recap of the action we saw there yesterday, talk a little bit about what else is going on in the tennis world as there always is so much for us to discuss want to let you guys know that once again today's podcast brought to you by our friends at diadem tennis and look we are so grateful to begin this partnership as we continue to mention their products on the forefront of the changes that we're going to see this decade in tennis and over the past 10 years it was the game slowed down the surfaces uh, got slower the balls thicker you know the need to create top spin on each and every stroke to create more powerful ground strokes has become that much more prevalent given the way the game is going and so our friends at diadem think their rackets their technology will set up your game the best moving forward and you know don't take our word take the word of pro uh, tennis player Seku Bangora of Carousel. They trust their games to diadem rackets. If it's good enough for the pros, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. And look, if you use our promo code CR50, 50% off your first order, it's a done deal. You don't want to beat Daniel Westoff. He goes to Target. He finds whatever racket's there for $15. It does not bring out the best of his game. You want a real racket to bring out the best in yours, and diadem has the rackets for you. Okay. With that in mind, let's talk a little bit of Kentucky Open. It was really fun to be on the ground there. Last week, we were at the uh, beautiful Access Tennis Village for uh, the National Indoors for the D1 women, and the level of play there was so high. I was spoiled, particularly. I got to sit and call one singles, one doubles all weekend long. We always had the top seeds on our court, so I got accustomed to a high level of women's tennis. I mean, I'm not going to say this blows it out of the water because, I, if anything, watching these women play at this 100K, uh, the level uh, is actually fairly sim- not fairly uh, similar is the right word similar to what we saw on those one singles. That's a testament to the depth right now at the top of college tennis. How great those players are and the transitions they could have once they reach the pro circuit. Uh, but the level of play was phenomenal, and it started off with a former NCAA singles champion, Jamie Loeb, taking on uh, Francoise Abanda of. Canada, the former top-ranked uh, Canadian junior uh, who struggled with injuries in various different uh, forms over the past couple of years, trying to find her form, I mean, her firepower, the what she can produce 
from the ground. Her serve still really captivating. But Jamie Loeb was really solid. I and mean, we talked about this with Nina Pantich, I believe, on yesterday's podcast. She was a semifinalist last weekend in Midland that she had to play qualifying at this event. Not only speaks to the strength of this field, but the strength right now of the American women that so many of them, so highly ranked, can get into an event like this. Uh, it, it really bodes well for American tennis moving forward. And I think we've already seen the fruit of that labor in Sophia Kennan taking home that Australian Open title. But Jamie Loeb was rock solid she races out to a 6-2 first set now I think Francoise Banda did a great job of staying you know persevering of staying the course of still trying to hit big go for her shots Jamie Loeb so good at finding the outer third so good at moving the ball around the court just a rock solid player someone who grew up in New York playing indoors this brings out the best of her game uh, but in the qualies, you know, so Abanda takes the second set 6-4, and in qualies, it's a third set breaker to 10, and as we know, uh, anyone can win in a format like that. The parity between these players, uh, you know, the margin's so thin uh, that it, you know, it's not shocking that it went 10-8 in this instance. It's Jamie Loeb, and that made sense how confident she's playing. She ended last year strong, a title in Dallas as well. She's working her way, you know, back to that eight uh, WTA top 200. She wants to make a push for the top 100, obviously. Uh, and she's had a strong start to her season, so it's going to be fun to watch her play uh, in this week's main draw. A couple of other results. Finally got the chance to see Texas women's uh, recruit Peyton Stearns in action. She lost 10-8 in a third, but the way she persevered, she was down a set and a break in that second set. I mean, you should listen to the ball come off her racket, the pop she has on the serve and forehand, even the backhand as well. Uh, she did a really good job winning that second set 7-6, uh, but ultimately it was Yushuan Zhang knocking out Peyton Stern 6-3-6-7-10-8. Uh, Marcella Zakarius, our first and quickest winner on the day, she qualifies with a 3-0 win over Shilin Shu. Uh, Maria Mat- Mateus, who we got the chance to see uh, to speak with a little bit, that interview you can find as I mentioned on our YouTube channel, Cracked Rackets. Uh, just go give that a little, put that in the search bar, you'll be able to find it easily. Uh, the former Duke number one singles player leaves after one season has had success on the pro tour already inside the top 500 uh, she persevered today she knocks off former three-time USC All-American Maria Sanchez 4663119 what was great for me to today was to watch me uh, to watch her find her range she was someone who I mean when she makes clean contact with the ball it looks and sounds very pretty clean ground strokes moves well around the court solid first serve uh, knows when and is willing to move forward uh, she's here with her brother Catalin Mateus who's another former Duke player as well so always fun to see those brother sister duos having success and you could tell she she looked comfortable indoors she also mentioned when we talked to her she grew up playing indoor tennis it's a something she's familiar with. She played a lot of indoors at Duke. One has to wonder, given how Duke made the semifinals, given how strong they look in their lineup uh, with Chen at the top and then Chloe Beck, the freshman as well. Um, I I mean, imagine if Kelly Chen, they have Chloe Beck and they have Maria Mateus. That would have been, I mean, they already made the semis, but that ACC, you know, Duke-UNC rivalry this year would have really been something so that sucks for us college tennis fans but there's a reason she's on the pro tour I mean she has the weapon she was rock solid and uh she gets the win here 11-9 in the third moving through the rest of our uh, results in qualifying uh, Renata Zarazua knocks off Sofia Shepatava uh 1 6 7 5 10 8 Hannah Chang 5 7 6 2 10 8 over Gabriela Talaba 
Uh, we had Grace Min, the number eight seed here in qualifying. She qualifies into this draw four and two over her fellow American Quinn Gleason. And then the last qualifying match I want to talk about real quickly: Elizabeth Halbauer, six three seven six over last year's USTA uh, San Diego Girls 18th National Champion Katie Volleynets. We had the chance to talk to Katie right after that result. Such a sweet uh, girl, such a uh, you know a great young talent. Another one to put on the list right now. Here we have this week players like you know uh, Katie McNally, like Whitney. Sigway, uh, and you throw, you know, Katie Valinets. I was just as excited to see her. Hal Bauer, the 30-year-old, the more experienced of the two. Uh, 30. That, that may not. I, I may have butchered that age, and I apologize if I did. But uh, for Katie Valinets, she was so solid. And I mean, we're indoors. I, you can see why her game would be rock solid. It reminds me a lot of Colin Altamirano. Not to any of you who would get that reference. Just you know, off of both wings, she's going to move the ball around. She's going to be aggressive, but not, you know, flashy. It's just, you know, consistent aggression. She's going to make every ball with the same depth, the same pace. She can turn on a forehand. Uh, it, she was really impressive. The one thing, she didn't have a finishing shot. The approach shot still lacking. She did not want to move forward. She had many occasions to do so. Halbauer uh, showing the gap between the two in the physicality she could impose. Not that Valley Nets moved poorly. I just thought Halbauer did such a good job tracking down that extra ball putting pressure on volley nets to move forward and ultimately you know katie volley nets was down a, a couple of breaks in that second set she broke back for six all to get that second set to a breaker but just couldn't put enough pressure on halbauer halbauer did enough to just linger to stay alive and six three seven six win for her so great result there we had a bunch of main draw doubles play as well the top seeds katie mcnally jessica pegula advancing 10 8 in the third over at Loeb and neil uh, our number three seeds, Govertsova and uh, and Savink, uh, 6275, they advance. Wild cards, uh, Jacqueline Keiko, Caitlin Wariski, they advance in straight sets. Gleason and Harrison, 1311 in a third set breaker. And then ultimately, Astra Sharma, Yovana Jovic, 6276 to get to our match. We had two main draw singles matches, two seeds in play. Uh, Marie Buskova, dominant over Mayo Hippie 6162 but that scoreline misleading because I, I yes she won all of the games that's why I say dominant because she got the job done she executed in the biggest moments but Hibby pushed her. Hibby moves the ball around the court so well. Her one-handed backhand in particular, that backhand slice as gorgeous as any you're going to see on the WTA Tour, uh, but just didn't have enough firepower. And I think that's been a consistent theme for Hibby, the former Easter Bowl champion, U.S. Uh, Open junior semifinalist. Uh, she has a lot of skills, but it's about finding that weapon, finding the plays that work best for her. Ultimately, Buskova, uh, just too physically solid around the court. She gets the win, and then Number eight seed, Whitney Osigway, who we've also had on our Cracked Rackets podcast, the former world junior number one American, I believe, junior French Open champion. I mean, listen to the ball come off her strings, that pop on her serve, that pop on her forehand, special stuff. A great athlete moves well around the court. I mean, it was repping the Nike gear, and whenever you have a Nike athlete, you take notice. And, I mean, she is just as talented as the McNally's, as the Goths. She's been winning slams alongside them the entire time as well. 
Uh, so I, I believe she struggled with some injuries last year for her. Not too many points to defend up until March. I believe she had a win maybe at Miami last year. So Masters 1,000 or Premier Mandatory points, excuse me, always more valuable. Uh, but she looks really good indoors. She is a, for sure, in my opinion, a threat to take home the title this week. And that sets us to today's action. Main draw now for each and every one of these matches at noon. We're going to get Katie McNally right away as she takes on Marcella Zakarias. Uh, Jessica Pegula, the number two seed, coming up after that. She's going to take on Yovana Jovic. Uh, Madison Brangle, the three seed, taking on another semifinalist from last week in Kalamazoo, Arena Falcone. That should be a really fun one. And then two young Americans for our nightcap. Claire Liu, Caroline Dalahai, the number seven seed. I mean... Claire Liu, another former successful junior American, but we've had Caroline Dalahide on here before, so you know the deal about her. That's going to be a blast. Ooh, really happy to see Francoise Abanda gets a lucky loser in after, and this is some unfortunate news, CeCe Bells pulls out of this Lexington event. Saw her on the practice courts yesterday. She was there. It was interesting because she, I, I know she was warming up in the gym, and then she gets on the court, and she was hitting for about five, ten minutes, and then they stopped the session pretty abruptly, so, you know, I, it felt weird in the moment. I remember, you know, Westoff and I were talking about it because we were trying to get a chance to talk to her on camera, have an interview for you fans, uh, and she was nowhere to be found. So it just it didn't seem right, uh, and evidently something was still wrong. And after the start she had in Australia, after the what she's gone through injury-wise over the past couple of years, you can understand why she'd want to take things easy, you know, work slowly to rehab back, not force things if she doesn't need to. So uh, that's unfortunate news, but good for Francoise Abanda who deserves to be, in my opinion, in the main draw here. Uh, pro doubles action throughout the way as well. I also want to say Annalena Kalnina, uh, who pulled out of the Midland final after her great run last week. Semi-final rematch against Jamie Loeb here in the first round. Kalnina 0-1 winner last week over Loeb, so you know that will be on Loeb's mind. But it should be a really fun day. All-college matchup, Astra Sharma, Vanderbilt, Maria Mateus of Duke. Uh, so I'm ex we're excited to watch that all day long. And if you want to see any of that action, be sure to go check out our social media accounts. Again, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, for all of the Cracked Rackets content. We'll be trying to set out game points, set points, match points of, the, of this action. Uh, hopefully get a chance to talk to as many of these players during uh, before and after, the, not during their matches. If we're talking to them during their matches, probably doing something wrong, but before and after. So and we'll keep our super producer, Daniel Westoff, busy as we love to do. That's all the action in Kentucky. Want to talk a little bit about the action elsewhere in the world because there's always so much fun tennis going on. And we, of course, love to cover all of that action here at Cracked Rackets. Let's start on the ATP side where we have three ATP events uh, during this week. We have Rotterdam, we have the uh, the New York Open, and I believe we have another clay event in Argentina. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Uh, so a lot of good tennis. Let's start uh, with the big one, though, the ATP 500. Hundred on the week uh, in Rotterdam. You look at the results yesterday, a lot of notable ones. We had, I believe, one seed go down in Fabio Fognini, though that he lost to Karen Hachanov, Kachanov, as we affectionately like to say, indoors 6-3, 6-3. 
I don't think that's the most surprising news to anyone. The serve, the forehand, Ford Hatchinov accentuated best uh, in the indoor hard court conditions. He's a Paris Masters champion. Uh, so 3-3, three and three, good to see he's finding his form. In terms of other notable results, Sasha Bublik, three-set winners over Gregoire Beret, who's had a strong start to his season. Krajinovic, straight sets over Greek score. Andre Rublev continues to rock and roll. He beats Nikolas Bachelosvili 6-2, 6-3 in a match that had to have the balls thinking like, damn, do we do something wrong, guys? Like, why are you smacking us so hard? Uh, because those guys can hit the, you know, the, the fuzz off of a tennis ball. So they're changing balls every three games in that match. FAA, much-needed win. He knocks off Jan Leonard Struve, 6-3, 1-6, Has not been the best start of the year uh, for the young Canadian. So, you know, indoor hardcourts, you imagine, something he played a lot on in Canada. Glad to see, you know, he can hang with Jan Leonard Struve, both guys hitting so big. You look at the stats in this match for FAA, that he made 74% of his first serves, one seven. 72% of those points. I mean, that's big. That's pro. That, you know, that's what you need to do. You need to make your first serve and you need to protect it to succeed at the highest levels. Now, 10 of 23 on the second serve isn't great for Felix, but Jan Leonard Struve, 10 of 35 on the second serve there. So I'm going to give the slight edge to uh, Felix, obviously playing slightly better. But Dene, 6-2, 6-4 over pair. Uh, and then the big result of the day, Stefano Tsitsipas overcoming a first set loss to Hubie Hurkacz. He uh, comes back to win that match, 6-7, 6-2, uh, It was Hubie Hurkacz's birthday, and I feel like that's notable because for Hubie, he got a little bit of birthday magic, served for the first set up 5-4, was up 40-love in that game as well. Played, you know, five loose errors in a row. Not that Tsitsipas didn't step up on a couple of returns, but I think he missed back-to-back backhand down the lines that were just reckless from her catch. Uh, good for him to keep that set, but then you saw the switch flip for Stefano Tsitsipas, and he was a first-round loser in Rotterdam last year, but has a bunch of points to defend immediately after that, so good for him to get the win there to bounce back. You look at the stats from this one quickly. Tsitsipas, uh, 38-47 on first serve points, 81%. He made only 59% of his serves, but he was 17 of 33 on his second serve points, and for her catch, 19 of 47, only 40%. You can win 71% of your first serves, but if you're only making 52% of them, you know, that's not good enough. Felix lost, or didn't win over 50% of his second serves, but he made over 70% of his first, so the majority of the time he was playing first serves for Hubie Hurkacz. You cannot say the same in this match, and we all know you cannot allow Stefano Tsitsipas to attack freely and easily. You look at the matches on schedule there today. A bunch of fun ones. Uh, Gael Monfils, a winner last week. He's going to play Joe Sosa, the guy he beat in the final, Vashik Pospisil, playing the number one seed, Daniil Medvedev, who as we remember last year, uh, he doesn't lose on hard courts anymore unless it's freaking Novak Djokovic, uh, Rafa Nadal, or Alex Zverev, who knocked him out in Australia. Uh, Dimitrov, FAA, that's going to be fun given that Dimitrov knocked off Shapovalov a couple of days ago. So let's see if Dimitrov can just really make Canadians maybe upset for the first time ever. Uh, just make them go, hey, what was that all about? Um, Roberto Couto. Bautista Gut, all Spain battle against Pablo Carina Busta. Really fun one between Daniel Evans, Karen Hachanov uh, later in the day as well. So that's the action in Rotterdam in New York. Uh, 
you know, for big note, most noticeable, impactful, perhaps result, Braden Schnur knocked out yesterday in straight sets by uh, a fellow college player, former All-American as well, fellow, I should say, college tennis alum, Dominic Kopfer, who continues his stellar form from the end of last season. Kopfer, 4-3 over Schnur. Schnur's now going to drop into the 180s of the rankings, and that's a precipitous fall. He was near uh, that top 104 so long. I'm not, you know, not to say, and we just recently spoke to Braden Schnur on our Cracked Interviews podcast. So if you want to hear more about his thinking, you know, he knew how important this New York Open was to him. Uh, That sucks. Uh, Now, I still think his level of play is at a point where he can get right back to that top 100 when his serve, his big ground strokes are working. He can just impose his will on opponents. Uh, But that is a noticeable loss. You look at the rest of the results. Quan, 6-2, 6-7, 6-3 over uh, Soda. Kyle Edmund, first win ever in New York. 5-4 over Uchiyama. Paolo Lorenzi, 4-6-6-4-6 love over Petrovic. Cam Nori knocked off current Harvard tennis player Brian Shee, 7-5-6-3 Shee, with some beautiful play during that match. So that was always fun. It continues to show how high of a level college tennis players can reach at this point, how great that the state of that game is. Uh, for, speaking of former college tennis players, Nori with the win there. Jason Jung, the former U of M, knock, uh, U of M player, knocks off Kevin Anderson, 7-6-6-4, go blue. Uh, Nishioka, 6-3-0-6-6-2 over Laxanen. Jordan Thompson, uh, 3-6 and six over Ivo Karlovich. You look at the schedule for there this week. Kasmanovich, Lorenzi is fun. Steve Johnson, who knocked off tennis Sandgren. Perseppi is fun. Rayonich Kwan. For anyone who haven't hasn't watched the young Korean player Sun Wu Kwan play, uh, you know Rayonich. It's tough to really see someone's game. Rayonich is just going to hit big serves, big forehands, and just take the ball, the time away from you. Uh, but Kwan can be quite aggressive and look quite good when he is on. So that could be closer than the experts predict. Marcos Giron versus the young Frenchman Ugo Umbert should be a really fun matchup as well. Uh, so good action in New York, the last ATP 250 event going on in Buenos Aires. Uh, you look at the results that we, they completed yesterday. Bagnus over Martin, Landero over Horansky, Laszlo Giro over Surandolo, Martinez over Dominguez, Carbos Beyesbena, Cecinato over Cecinato, who, by the way, Cecinato falls out of the top 100 with that result. Sosa over Diaz Acosta, Kovalic over Cornin Mutet, Ramos Vinolas over Leonardo Mayer. Uh, to be honest, I'm not really ready to talk about clay tennis. It's just I, I got to get through Indian Wells in Miami before I can really dive in on the clay result and who I think is going to look good. But it's notable to me uh, that the number four seed there this week, Borna Chorich, is choosing to play on this Buenos Aires surface. Uh, he's in action against Diego Montiero, Casper Ruud going to take on Carbeas Benya, Martinez versus Lajovic, Kovalic versus Souza. Uh, it's going to be really fun. Uh, so that's the ATP action going on this week. Uh, let's look at the WTA action now. And again, haven't had the chance to watch much of these results. Just what I see on Tennis Channel on the screens at this beautiful tennis club in uh, Kentucky for this event. Uh, let's start uh, with St. Petersburg uh, because that is the big event this week going on. There are scores currently uh, on the grounds, but to look at what go- that have happened just because of the time difference, but to look at 
what happened yesterday. Alexandrova continues the hot start to her season. Three-set win over Kasatkina. Kuznetsova 3-1 over Jennifer Brady. Farrow, three-set win over Caroline Garcia. Number 17, Donna Vekic, 6-4-6-1. She continues to look good at the start of 2020 against Christiane. And for Vekic, the 23-year-old, she doesn't want to get lost in the shuffle. There's so many talented young players right now on the WTA. Uh, so it, it, it would be nice to see her make a jump here, maybe make a push at Indian Wells, at Miami, make that sort of breakthrough. Uh, that propelled Ashley Barty to such successes in 2019. Could definitely see a jump like that from Vekic in 2020. Kudermatova, three-set win over Putin. Seva, Alia Tamjanovic continues her stellar form. Uh, she knocks off Vondrasova in three sets. Van Utvenik over Mladenovic, 4-1. And, and then Dodin over Kuzmova, 6-2, 6-2. You look at the matches that are going on today. As I mentioned, we do have some results. Cornet knocked off Ostapenko, who must be gassed. I can't imagine going to play Fed Cup and then having to go play, uh, you know, beating Sophia Kennan, and then you have to go play in St. Petersburg the next week. That That's a brutal transition, so I'll call that one a schedule loss, 1-2 and two to Cornet. Potapova knocks off Tomjanovic, 7-6-6-3. Right now, Kanta and Dodin battling. Dodin wins the first 6-3. Really fun match between the number one seed, Belinda Bencic and Svetlana Kuznetsova later tonight. Rybakina looks to continue her hot start to 2020 as well as she takes on Pharaoh. So that's the action we're going to see in St. Petersburg. In Thailand yesterday, a couple of upsets. Wang knocks off Martic 6-3, uh, You know, that, that's a great result for her. We had uh, Teague knocking off the number six seed Wang 7-6 uh, in the third. Uh, so a bunch of good results there. Uh, you look through everyone else. We'll read them real quick. Uh, Long knocks off Wang, 6-3-6, love. Uh, Zhu over Flink, 4-2. Wang over Han, 1-1. One one. Peng over Yuan, 1-0. Oh. Haas over Muramatsu in three sets. And then Kawa knocks off Reina in three sets as well. So that's the action we saw there yesterday. Today, uh, some of the results we've already seen. Number four seed Zhang, 4-3 over Long. Number one seed Svitolina, 6-2-6-4 over Shufs. Number three seed Wang, 3-4 over Kawa uh, Lynette, 2-2, two two, over Bondarenko Kung, 6-3-6-1 over the number 7 seed Zhu, uh, and then I believe the number 8 seed Hibino, 6-love, six 6-1 six over Plipbook. Uh, so that's your results in Thailand. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Last tournament I want to talk about because it's an event I'm sad we are not at as we had the distinct pleasure of being there last year. It's Cleveland Challenger time, and last year our champion, uh, Max Cressy in the draw again. He's unseated this week. So many points for him to defend. A really fun matchup for him, I believe, today as he's going to take on the number seven seed, Jao Menez, the winner of that, playing our winner from the earlier Oracle Series Challenger in Ann Arbor, uh, Ulysses Blanche, as Blanche knocked off uh, the number 11 seed, Adrian Menendez Maqueras. Uh, 7563 today. It's notable that it's indoors and there's a ton of Americans competing there as well. Last week's Dallas champion in final, uh, Rodionov and uh, Dennis Kudla both in the draw. Rodionov 
really fun first match, I believe, for him as well, as he's going to take on the number six seed, J.J. Wolf, the former Ohio State All-American. Uh, Wolf looks as good indoors as anyone, so it will be interesting to watch those two clash. We already had some winners as well. Michael Moe, 7662 over talented former Virginia a standout now pro standout as well Brandon Nakashima uh, good to see Michael Moe bouncing back so strongly in 2020 after a topsy-turvy 2019 great start to his season Torpegard gets a win on the board he knocks off current uh, Illinois senior Alexander Kovacevich two and three Ray Sarmiento JC Aragoni both continuing their strong starts this year Aragoni 7662 over the number two seed Chris O'Connell Sarmiento three and two over Gene Nam and they're going to match up in the round of 16 in a couple of days uh, some fun matches elsewhere uh, throughout the day today oh and Sebastian Quarter wanted to mention him three and two over Donald Young but we're going to get some good ones today good luck heroes uh, Skander Mansouri going to take on Dmitry Popko. I already mentioned Wolf and Rodionov, Cressy and Menez. Roberto Sid, our finalist in Dan Arbor, going to take on Tomas Bellucci. Ryan Harrison, who gets his first win of the 2020 season, 6476 over Colin Altamirano. Uh, he's going to play the number three seed, talented Austrian young player Sebastian Offner. I guess he's not that young. I believe Offner and team of the same generation. So, uh, that's just something to keep in mind. A lot of tennis going on throughout the world. That is why we like to do these mini break podcasts each and every day to keep you listeners up to date. And you know the deal by now. If you uh, could, please, we ask, like, subscribe, review this podcast, the Great Shot Podcast, the Cracked Interviews Podcast. We have another really fun giveaway going on thanks to our friends at Aerobar. They got us more signed gear from your favorite professional players. John Isner, Steve Johnson, kind enough to contribute signed shirts. So if you want to enter yourself in the competition uh, for some of that gear be sure to go leave that uh, review on itunes spotify apple wherever you listen to your pods mention that you're doing this as part of the review also mention hey by the way i hear westoff drinking coffee in the background on the road and he sounds like a really cool guy uh you know that's the sort of reinforcement we want to hear in these interviews uh, in these reviews so whatever you can do we would really appreciate it we also want to continue to mention we launched patreon and we are so grateful to all of you who have already subscribed that patreon going to be our exclusive content uh, as some of you may know uh, i am now able and decided to do this full time and because of that you know we we have the option to cr- get more content we've been on the road now for these past six days going to these events providing on-site coverage and we're really excited to continue to do that, to continue to provide the sort of content that hopefully you Cracked Rackets fans have grown accustomed from us. And, uh, you know, we want to take it even to the next level. And that's why we've launched this Patreon. You're going to get access to things such as, you know, unedited podcasts. You want to hear me swearing. I'm not going to do it now because I know how much Westoff has to edit uh, later today. But, uh, yeah, that you know, all of that sort of stuff uh, available on Patreon, written content as well, uh, you know, things like uh, discounts on on our Cracked Rackets gear, uh, that and so much more. So please go give that Patreon a listen, uh, a look. We would really appreciate any of you who are willing to subscribe to that Patreon account. ton of podcast coverage coming up for you this week. Not only are we in Kentucky, but next weekend we will be live in Madison for the Division One Men's ITA National Indoor Championships. Chris Hallior is going to be on site with us as well. There may even be a Dalton Thieneman appearance, folks, on one of these podcasts, so be ready for that. A great shot podcast previewing that event. Mini break breaking down the Ohio State wins over Texas and, and UN, Texas A&M and UNC this past week. Michigan over Columbia 4-3. That mini break as well on 
on the horizon. So we'll get Matty Stacks, Chris Hallioris on the ones and twos sometime soon. Uh, we also have a bunch of uh, cracked interviews that we think you guys will enjoy. We talked to Wisconsin men's tennis head coach Danny Westerman last week uh, about how he's preparing to host this national indoors, about how he has his dream job as a former Wisconsin player, now their head coach, uh, about what it's like to play indoors you know, for the majority of the season, how that affects his team expectations when you're competing in the Big Ten, uh, all of those sorts of fun things. And then, of course, my usual gauntlet of changes for the college tennis game. Uh, so be on the lookout for all of those. Like, rate, subscribe, review for the more immediate updates. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. The accounts are at Cracked Rackets. I'm at at Great Shot Podcast or at Great Shot Pod. Excuse me, that is my personal account. Uh, if you want to message me more directly, you have any questions heading into the indoors during the indoors for this Kentucky Open as well. Shout out as always to those super producers. I mentioned Daniel Westoff and Max Fliegner for the f- of an editing job that they continue to have to do on these podcasts each and every day. We're we're going to be on the road and we are enjoying that so we apologize if any audio quality sounds slightly different i believe this should still get the job done so for our friends and i will remind you one more time at uh diadem tennis the promo code cr50 for 50 percent on all of their innovating technology in the game uh for our friends at aerobar who we are so grateful for their free gear 30 percent off your order of aerobars which have really been getting me through this stretch as it's 30 percent off and you can get 30 percent off uh of your purchase with the promo code CR30 for our super producers, Max Flinger and Daniel Westoff, and for all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break, and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.